And welcome back, everybody. As we continue, it's more of the Don Haskins Show live uh, from the State Line Restaurant. Come on down, folks. 1222 uh, Sunland Park Drive. We are going to be here till 8 o'clock. We've got some great giveaways as well. I just was given, thanks to uh, Margie from the UTEP Alumni Association, some tickets to the UTEP Alumni pregame party this Saturday between the Miners and the Aggies in Las Cruces. So if you want to go to the UTEP Alumni pregame party, you can uh, come on out here and win those. And I want to mention, again, the party starts at 3 o'clock. You can call 747-8600 for more information. I want to thank the uh, UTEP Alumni Association as they uh, continue to support us here on the Don Haskins Show. Well, Coach, we've got a very special guest uh, joining us here in the second hour of the program, don't we? Um, I thank this lady's She's done so much for El Paso. Um, the um, it, it's unbelievable what she's done for the school. Yep. And uh, uh, I think Bob Stull's done a great. He he's been great in athletics, but for you to be good in athletics, it got it's got to start from the top. And I've talked to Bob about that. And uh, she is. Uh, uh, <clears throat> she's just. She's made things go out there, and instead of going out and watching um, 5,000 people at a football game, when we lose a couple games, well, we might drop off to 35 or 40. But uh, you know, our first, our first game or our second game here mm -hmm. uh, will be uh, Texas Southern, and it'll be between 40 and 50,000. Dr. Nalisio, I think you've done a tremendous job. And I want to tell you how much I appreciate the way you've always treated me when uh, I was, it was my late years of coaching, but uh, yeah, you're always great to me. And I, believe me, I appreciate it. Well, thank you very much, Coach. I appreciate everything you've done uh, because you made me feel so welcome when I first became president. And I think, um, UTEP Athletics has come a long way, thanks to Bob Stull oh, yeah. and a lot of other people, but you've been just wonderful to work with. My goodness, I can't imagine ever having been close to a legend like you, so that's been well, great. Well, thank you a lot. This is a little uh, bit of a surprise, isn't it, uh, Dr. Nilesio? Because when you first knew you were coming here, you really didn't uh, know that uh, you'd be sitting in between uh, the man that's uh, next to us, did you? No, I didn't. I didn't. Uh, well, I knew who she was. <laughs> I, knew, I knew who she was. I'd heard her name a lot on campus and uh, it was always good and uh, I, I remember asking a few people and said she's going to be dynamic which she is what, what is the, uh, what's our enrollment now well I think we're about 20,200 what was it when you got here um, oh I think it was when I got here in 1971 yeah. well when, when, first... when you become president uh, it was around 11,000 that's what I thought. Yeah. Do you remember when you uh, first had a chance to meet the bear? Well, you know, I'd heard so much about him, actually. I knew a lot about Coach Haskins. Everybody did, right? And um, I remember that um, we, had, we had some ups and downs in some of those early years. But the thing that always struck me was how reasonable Coach Haskins always was and how decent he was with everybody. Always treated everybody so well. And... and even when we had to disagree on something, it was always with mutual respect. We had a disagreement? Once in a while, I yeah. I don't remember that. Uh, it was a long time ago. I, I forget those <laughs> yeah. things. Uh, yeah. Dis uh, long time ago. No. But uh, But it was always with a lot of mutual respect. You were always fair. That's all anyone can Try ask. to be. 
you see what's happened now, and you, you've talked about Bob Stoll. It's, it's hard to believe that we've got a basketball practice facility that's on the verge of being completed um, a little more than a year from now. We have an incredible state-of-the-art football uh, facility that's attached to the Sun Bowl. We have a football program that can compete with anybody in the country and a basketball program that's come off of some postseason appearances in the last couple of years, a couple of NCAAs and an NIT trip. It's pretty remarkable to see how this program has grown. That's just men's sports. We haven't even started talking about what women's sports has, uh, how far they've grown here in the last couple of years. Well, you think about the Helen of Troy Stadium for softball. Uh-huh. You think about the soccer field. You think about all the things that, that we've done. And Bob's just done a, a marvelous job. He really has. He's provided such good leadership. And he knows, he knows how to build an athletic program. It's through quality, quality facilities, quality coaches, quality everything. And Bob just stands for that, and everybody who knows him knows that. And I think our reputation around the country has grown because of that. Is it hard to believe that he's been here for nine years already? Has it been a fast nine years for you? It's been a real quick nine years. You know, what's interesting, too, is that when Bob left, uh, as you may recall, um, the first year that I was president, Bob left after uh, doing having a wonderful season, went up to Missouri, and I tried to convince him not to go because... Um, I knew Missouri, and I didn't think it was a good place for him to go, but most of all, I didn't want him to leave. Yeah. And I think he probably thought that I was just trying to, uh, to diss Missouri because I didn't want him to leave, but I really didn't think it was a good career move for him. In any case, um, when he left, I, uh, I vowed that, that we'd never hire him again. And so when people came to me um, at the time that we were looking for an athletic director and said, Bob Stull is the guy that we'd like you to consider, I just thought, you know, why would we do that? He walked away from us and so on. But then I guess I got uh, a little hold of my senses and I figured out that he was a really quality person and we were lucky to get him. We really were. Go ahead, Coach. Uh, (coughs) Bob Stoll's done a lot, but I'll repeat that uh, without without you being at the top and allowing him to do some things, it couldn't happen. Well, I tend to be a, a risk taker. I, I really think that uh, in an institution like UTEP, we didn't really have much choice but to uh, play pretty close to the edge in terms of trying to be entrepreneurial. I'm not talking about standards or rules. I'm talking about being entrepreneurial and taking some risks. And we did that, and it's paid off. I think it's the only way to make a program like ours go. You took one of the great risks that people will look back on and say that it could be the turning point in the program, and that is hiring Mike Price to coach this football team when few, if any, Division I universities would have done the same thing. Yeah, we, we did that, and that was one of the risks that um, Bob and I talked about, and it was a calculated risk. But once I met Mike and Joyce and, and talked with him at the Phoenix airport, I'll never forget that interview, um, I knew that really the risk was very, very small, and I think if other people had given him a chance to talk with him, they'd have probably wanted him too, but we were fortunate that uh, others may not have given him that opportunity, and it's been just terrific. I mean, having Mike Price here has just been wonderful. I remember Coach Haskins talking in many, many occasions about how difficult it is to do football in El Paso at UTEP, and oh, Coach, oh, yes. I think Mike Price yes. has just amazed everybody with how successful he's I- been. The thing that amazes me about him is every time I look in the paper, you know, I hated to do that, go to the Rotary Club, go over there and send an assistant. 
but uh, Mike does, he is a good marketer. And uh, uh, people like him because he's outgoing. Uh, he'll come and tell, he'll tell you the way it is. And uh, I read every story in the paper that uh, is written about him because uh, uh, <clears throat> unlike myself, he is uh, very positive. Very. All the very time. Very positive. All yes. the time. Yeah. Right. And if you would have asked people the day he was hired, if after three years into his fourth year he'd still be here, a lot of people would have said no. They would have figured that, you know what, he would have been able to get his career going, built his program up, and, and, and left and, and not stuck around. Here he is, year four. His whole staff is pretty much the exact same it was the, the uh, day he got hired. And that tells you something about Mike Price as a man and uh, what uh, you know, his, his feelings are towards this city and this community and this, uh, this university. You know, I remember the, the first year that Mike was here, I'd travel a lot, and so I'd be at the airport or I'd be someplace, and everybody who came up to me would say, keep Coach Price, keep Coach Price, don't lose Coach Price. Everybody was so worried that he was going to leave. And I really never thought that. I really never thought that, that he would abandon us right away the way a lot of people did. I just thought that um, he, he was looking for a situation that would be satisfying to him mm -hmm. and good for his family. And I think he wanted to make a difference in this program. And he's done that. And it's just been great. I mean, I, I admire very much what he's accomplished, not only here, but in his whole career. And Absolutely. we're just fortunate to have him. Oh, we, I tell you, that's, Dr. Natalisi, I think it's an understatement. He is absolutely a great football coach, and I do not get the feeling at all if somebody come along and wanted him to go somewhere, I don't think he'd do it. I really don't. Well, I, I certainly he, he hope loved. not. I hope you're right, and I, that's no, the way I, I feel, I, too. I, I tell you what. Now, um, um, you know, you did him a great turn. And uh, I think uh, he will always remember that. Not to mention the fact that his whole family has now since moved to El Paso. His daughter is here. Both of his sons are on his coaching staff. Uh, so really, how about, uh, you know, Steve, how about keeping that staff together like he has? That's what I'm saying. Normally, that's I, do, amazing, I can't tell the names. Yeah. You know, every year there'll be this guy new, this guy new. Yeah. And they had a picture. Did you see the picture in the paper where they had a picture of all? Yeah. I don't think, was there a new one in the, in the lot? I think. I don't think we lost a single coach from last year. The only difference yeah. might be a graduate assistant, but other than well, that, I think the core, assistants the, are all, the core assistants are all the same, which is, yeah. uh, which is tremendous. Yeah. So it's terrific. It really is. All right, we are here right now. We are live at the State Line Restaurant. More with UTEP President Dr. Dan and Alicio. You have a question, 880-5763, our telephone number. The Don Haskins Show continues right after this on News Radio KROD. K-R-O-D. 
720 the time right now as we continue from the State Line restaurant. It's more of the Don Haskins show. Steve Kaplowitz along with the Bear and our uh, guest here in hour number two, UTEP President Dr. Diana Natalicio. Now, Coach, uh, we've got a very special presentation for the President, but I want to uh, also present this to you. Now, um, the Adidas America warehouse sale is going on now. Started 9 a.m. Thursday. It's going to go till 3 on Sunday at the El Paso Convention Center. They've got over a million dollars in Adidas inventory, nothing over $25. And uh, they have, in fact, uh, have a beautiful pair of Adidas oh, shoes. Those are real nice. That are uh, here for you. What as size a, is that? That is a uh, size, I, can, I think that's a uh, 14 can, and a half, I, I Coach. I put both feet in those for my, <laughs> my grandson. He'll get these. So uh, Adidas uh, wanted to uh, give those to you. and. Uh, uh, I thank Adidas very much. Very, Beautiful very nice shoes. gift. Absolutely. We're going to. Uh, Wasn't we're gonna, expecting that. We're going to hold on to those uh, for you and uh, remind you folks to head on down all the way through Sunday at 3 at the El Paso Convention Center for the huge Adidas warehouse sale. It doesn't cost anything to get in either, folks. Also, now we've got a very special presentation for Dr. Dan and Alicio. Coach, uh, I'm going to let you handle the particulars. Oh, how cool. That is the ESPY award from a year ago, and oh, that's uh, Coach, wonderful. you wanted to present that to in my house. I've told Dr. Natalicia, wanted to get it down to school. I've told Bob Stowe. So, uh, and uh, Bob and you, you, you all decide. I don't, I don't know where it goes, but you know that is something that belongs to Texas Western. Absolutely. <laughs> uh, UTEP. Thank you. And it, it that is wonderful, in Coach. In a trophy case or yes, whatever. Yes, it does. But, oh, that's uh, beautiful. I caught a Isn't work. Isn't it beautiful? I, I had a worker in the house here a while back, and I saw him admiring it, kind of walking out the back door, so I decided I better get it where it belongs. <laughs> Thank you, Coach. Thank you oh, so much. We are so proud, of course, of Glory Road and the 66 team and well, everything that's happened, and this is just a great reminder of, of what a wonderful year last year was, and it extended until this well, year I, with the Hall of Fame, huh? That's you, right. You did everything in the world to help with the picture while it was here, and uh, always have. You've always helped. Now, have you ever seen that award before? No, no. I hadn't seen it. It's gorgeous, isn't it? It is beautiful. Yes, it is. We're going to display that very proudly. Well, we've got a couple calls to get to right now. Very nice, Coach. Well done. Thank you. All right, 880-5763, 880-KRD. I believe we have Michael from Northeast El Paso. Michael, thanks for the phone call. You're on the Don Haskins Show with the Bear and Dr. Diana Natalicio. Uh, yes, sir. You know, you were talking about what would be next for uh, UTEP as far as uh, accolades and all that. Yes. I've been down to Austin, uh, Texas, and they have the uh, State of Texas Hall of Fame. And it's like, you know, it's everything. And they, there's an area of sports... Uh, and in that area, they acknowledge uh, there's some girls' basketball teams that have, like, you know, four, uh, four t uh, state titles. There's a football, high school football teams. And you would think that uh, UTEP uh, or Texas Western would be there. And I just, you know, I thought, you know, is it because it's in Austin and UT hasn't got their title yet? What do you think, I Coach? Oh, uh I'll, I'll let Dr. D answer that. <laughs> she knows Austin better than I do. Well, actually, I thought we were there. Um, we did We did send the 1966 trophy down to the Bob Bullock Museum. I remember that. Yeah, that's and, the one I'm talking about. 
Well, we sent it, we were in a special exhibit that they had at the Bullock Historical Museum in Austin, and I remember that the um, 1966 championship trophy was sent down there together with some other uh, material from that championship game, and and um, it was on display for a while. But you know, I I think it's all been back here. I'd have to I'd have to do a little checking on that. But yeah, I, I just uh, excuse me, ma'am, but I, I just think that. You know, it should be something more permanent. You know, we're part of Texas. We're the first Texas team to win it, and still. And it's just, uh, it's been hard. You know, I, I like you know, UT. You know, I've gone to games there, but I'm from El Paso, and I just think that we deserve our due. That's, just, that's all I wanted to say, and Michael, thank you, and God bless you all. Thanks for the thank phone call. Bye-bye. I do think there is a, a photograph of the 1966 team in that museum on permanent display, if I remember correctly. Well, like, where, where is it? It's right near the state capitol. It would be oh, on okay. um, Congress Avenue, one of those. Yeah. Yeah, Congress Avenue, I think it is, in 19th or something like that. You know, we were talking earlier about the uh, the SB Award for Glory Road and uh, the fact that the, this movie has done uh, so much for the 66 team. It's really done a lot for the university. And, and I remember a couple of years ago, the filming. I remember closing down uh, pretty much uh, that, uh, that area by UTEP to have the parade, to have the Wheaties box demonstration. The actors were here for that. I mean, if you really think about uh, the, the whole process, it's, it's remarkable the publicity that UTEP received and, uh, you know, and was able to, uh, to really thrive on from, from the movie Glory Road. Oh, it was fabulous. I mean, uh, I think in addition to the fact that it finally gave to the 1966 team the recognition that they so long deserved for 40 years and hadn't really received, mm -hmm. but beyond that, it it uh, just brought wonderful recognition to the university and it gave us visibility on a national level that we would have never been able to get on our own. Uh, Dr. Uh, Nalisi, I love the commercial. Wasn't it great? Uh, yeah. yeah. Oh, that's un unbelievable. Uh, talking about, uh, you know, it goes from athletics to yep. a better place to get an education. Well, the new commercial I, I, especially. I, it, every time it comes on, I sit and listen to every word. Yeah, who, no. did, who did that? Uh, I believe that was done by Bob Wingo and, and his firm, Who's I think. Who's the guy talking? His voice is so good. Uh, somebody somebody yeah. who works yeah. with them. I'm not sure exactly. Well, that's very good. Yeah. Actually, the, there's a, a new commercial for UTEP that I saw during the, uh, I believe it was uh, during the uh, game against New Mexico, and it shows a student on campus with a laptop watching the video that's, of the 66. That's which, one of those, yeah. And it's also nice. I'll tell you, there's so many ways to tie it in and kind of hit it home, and, and that's the thing. Uh, the the exposure and and not to mention how Jerry Bruckheimer, Josh Lucas and the rest of the crew were such goodwill ambassadors and willing to come to El Paso and and really try to to make this thing as 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 big as you possibly could make it. It was wonderful. Everyone was just terrific and you know, one of the biggest thrills for me was to see the movie the night the first night the premiere in El Paso when everyone was at the theater, the players, the actors and to watch them watching themselves, uh, watching the actors, looking at the players to see if they were reacting positively, watching the players, looking at the actors. I mean, it was wonderful. It was just such a dynamic evening, just, just great. What was the White House experience like for you? I missed that. Uh, Coach Haskins and I both missed that uh, experience. Don't tell them where we were. <laughs> I won't. <laughs> we were together. 
Were you really? Yes, we. Yeah, I'm afraid in the hospital. Oh, man. <laughs> we were both sick at the time. Yeah. So we didn't get to go. No. But uh, Mary Haskins was so wonderful. The day after she came, when she came back from the White House dinner, she came to see me in the hospital because I was in the hospital, same hospital with Coach. And she came by to see me, and she brought the menu, and she talked about the dinner. It was just wonderful. It was almost like being there. There you go. Well, that's great. And, uh, again, it all wraps up with the uh, Naismith Hall of Fame. And uh, just uh, it's remarkable. I, I think what, what amazes me so much uh, is to see that everybody in El Paso has known this story for years. It all started 20 years ago with the first reunion, and then bringing them back every few years and, and, and having them so well-received in El Paso. But this movie just took that story and completely transformed it on the national stage. Mm -hmm. So now, kids, adults, it doesn't matter what city, where you live, everybody knows this story. And that's the best thing about what, uh, what you could say about Glory Road. Well, and, and the really great thing about it, too, is that all of the members of the team led wonderfully productive lives. They, all, they were all wonderful people. And the lesson that that teaches to young people, I think, is, is quite powerful. Mm -hmm. And this movie will live on because it's a wonderful motivational film, and so you're going you're gonna to be seeing it in a lot of venues that will allow it to live forever. It's great. 880-5763, 880-KROD, as uh, we continue here on the Don Haskins Show. We'll take another break. When we come back, final 30 minutes with UTEP president, Dr. Diana Natalicio. You can join us here. The uh, sun has set. It's a gorgeous night on the patio at the State Line Restaurant. Come on down and see us as we continue on News Radio KROD. Welcome back, everybody, as uh, we continue more of the Don Haskins Show from the State Line Restaurant. Uh, I've got two lines available right now, 880-5763-880-KROD. want to once again uh, remind you the UTEP Alumni Association pregame party for New Mexico State will start up at 3 p.m. You can call 747-8600 for more information. Let's go to East El Paso next and welcome Ray to the program. Ray, you're on with the Bear and Dr. Natalicio. Thanks for the call. Hey, uh, great show, guys. Great, great show. Um, uh, first of all, I, I, I'd like to just ask uh, uh, Dr. Natalicio, um, who makes the decision on uh, the uh, prices for the parking there at your parking lot? And uh, I, I just think they're pretty steep, but I'm just wondering where that comes from or how it's figured out. Well, uh, we have a number of people who are involved, but as you know, we've just constructed a new parking garage um, because we're trying to relieve some of the parking congestion, both for special events in the Sun Bowl and also for just UTEP students and faculty and staff who come to the campus every day. And parking garages are expensive, and in order to issue the bonds to be able to uh, build a parking garage like that, we have to be able to demonstrate that we're going to generate revenue that will allow us to pay the the pay off the bonds, pay the pay the debt uh, uh, that uh, we have incurred. And so um, we do a lot of business calculations. I mean, we have people who who do this and. 
Um, I think, you know, if you, if you compare parking prices in other places, um, we're not really charging all that much, either for students, faculty, and staff, or for people who come to special events. And we're doing everything we can to keep the price down because we understand that, that people prefer not to pay as much. But we just uh, have to operate like a business in athletics. Athletics doesn't uh, receive any kind of state funding at all in Texas. And we have to operate as, a, as any business does. And that means that we have to generate enough revenue to pay our expenses. So that's what we uh, try to do. And we regret the fact that we have to raise prices. Uh, none of us likes that. but. Uh, it, it is a reality that if we're going to create more parking um, on the campus, we're going to have to begin to charge prices that are a little bit higher. Well, um, I, I, I kind of agree and disagree with you, just due to the fact that um, going to a Florida, Florida State, Miami and Florida State game over in Florida, I mean, they charge $5 to park in their parking lot, mm -hmm. okay? And here we are charging 20 and I mean, uh, I know we're a D1 school and all that stuff, but uh, I mean, you can't compare the um, the type of athletes and what you're going to go out there on the field. Is but at the same time, Ray, and I've always and I've said this uh, when we've been talking about this on Sports Talk, um, you don't have to pay. You could very easily not park in that covered parking lot, and you can park in a variety of other spots around campus, and a lot of those are free, and they're not going to. Well, cost you're, you're, you're absolutely right. But by the same token, when they put the parking lot, they took away a lot of tailgating. But that's irrelevant. I mean, I understand what the school's got to do, and as the school grows, and as El Paso grows, the school grows, so on and so forth. But uh, anyway, let's, let's put that to rest. Um, but the other uh, thing that I've got for Coach Haskins is, um, and I'd like to just hang up and listen, about what, it, what his thoughts were when um, Kent Lockhart popped uh, Danny Ainge in that one basketball game down there in the, on the west end of the uh, of the Haskins Center. It was actually yeah. Scott Sinek, not uh, Danny Ainge, but it was the uh, UTEP-BYU triple overtime game. And, and, Ray, thanks for the phone call. Interesting question, Coach. What was going through your mind when Lockhart teed off on I Sinek? I didn't speak to him for two weeks. You know, we are on national TV, and yeah. he had fouled out and left the bench. And uh, he went down. He swung at everything in a blue shirt. He just went crazy. And uh, he told me when I finally talked to him that uh, – uh, name calling had been going on ever since he'd been there, and yeah. he was sick and tired of it. But, uh, you know, you can't do that. And it almost cost us game. We're up about eight. And after they shot free throws for half an hour, we, uh, we played a little dark. We started about noon right. on national TV and played a little dark and finally beat him in a couple overtimes. One of the great uh, UTEP basketball was, games of all time. It was a good Hey, uh, Ray, one of the... Um, and I don't know if this makes sense, but, you know, uh, if you've been around for a while, our football used to draw five to 10,000. Now we're up at 30 or 40, and uh, uh, I don't know the... Uh, now, you, if you went to a Florida State game, and what was it, uh, Florida? Mm -hmm. I think that's what you said. What did a ticket cost to get in? The parking might have been cheap, but the ticket one. I guess the point is also this, uh, and, and Dr. Nalicio, correct me if I'm wrong, but uh, for the most part, when you have situations like the new parking garage and uh, the $25 price tag, certain people are going to like it, or $20, certain people are going to like it, others aren't. You're never going to make everybody happy with everything uh, that, that, you, that you guys decide to do. And there's a lot of tailgating still going on at UTEP. You just got to look for it. It's everywhere. And there's still a lot of places to park that uh, if you just uh, you know, go around the university, you're going to find a lot of spots. 
Well, and we've, we've really opened up our campus to all kinds of tailgaters. We've been very, very open about that. I think we've, we've encouraged people uh, to enjoy the environment on the campus and so on. And we're doing the best we can to try to balance all the, the needs. You know, people often ask me, what are the toughest decisions that you make? And what, what are the mo b biggest headaches? And the biggest headaches are clearly in parking. I mean, I've never seen anything that's a bigger headache than parking. And it's just because uh, we'd all like to park in front of the building that we're going into, and we'd like to get it for free, and that's just how it is. Yeah, well, 880-5763-880-KROD, our telephone number, as uh, we continue here on uh, the Don Haskins Show. Coach, I know uh, you wanted to touch on uh, UTEP men's basketball and uh, UTEP oh. hoops in general with, uh, with the UTEP president. I'll tell you what, uh, Tony Barbie, uh, I've never seen a harder worker working coach. Now we've had, uh, and Rabideau, he worked. Uh, I didn't think he was quite prepared for this job, but uh, uh, you know, he was a guy that was a, a great recruiter at Oklahoma, but was very rarely at practice. But uh, he was, you know, Billy Gillespie. I talked to Billy two or three times a week. He calls all the time. Uh, by the way, you you mentioned to me that about that house that Billy bought. Yeah. It is three million. I said, Billy, uh, that's got to be a, a a hotel. He said, you know, it's only him. So I guess uh, if we went, ever went over to Kentucky, watch a game and have a place to stay. I just want to know how many rooms don't have furniture in it, but that's a different story no, entirely. I'm sure they all do. <laughs> but uh, uh, Tony Barbie, uh, you know, he lost two or three guys to grades, but uh, he absolutely recruited some guys that, that uh, I wouldn't have thought he could got this stone from California. I talked to Tim Floyd all the time, and Tim was very, very irritated at his assistants because they let him get away. They were, they thought he was kind of on hold, and Tony slipped in, got him signed, and got him here in the summer. And all the things that I've heard about these new guys, I don't know if you've been down there. Steve Yellen goes quite a bit, and yeah. I get uh, info from him. But they say they're a, bu a great bunch of kids. And, uh, you know, I, I don't care how good they are. They'll still, these new guys will still be freshmen. Yeah. And it takes it takes a year or so. So, uh, you know, I'm not expecting him to set the world on fire. But I, I, he'll have a team that's very good. They'll play defense. Uh, and they're going to play hard. Uh, he is as demanding a coach. I watched him practice a year ago. And he is as demanding as I ever watched. Dr. Nalicio, uh, some thoughts on, uh, on UTEP's uh, coach, Tony Barbie? Well, I think we were very fortunate to recruit Tony Barbie. I think he is a great coach. Um, I've enjoyed getting to know him and his family. And, and I think um, it's another indication of just how good Bob Stull is at what he does. He has a wonderfully... Uh, extensive national network of contacts. He knows, he knows from quality. Bob Stull is is a very very good recruiter of top-notch coaches, and Tony Barbie's a good example of that. On the flip side, Keith Adams had a breakthrough year last year. 20 plus victories. Should have been in the postseason. But unfortunately, there's as much politics in women's basketball as there is in men's college basketball. Uh, uh, unfortunately. That's they true. They really are. I thought she'd be in the NCAA tournament. I did, too. But uh, uh, maybe they'll make it this year. Keith is doing a great job, I think. 
I don't get to see that many women games, but uh, uh, the ones I, I watched a couple last year, and I thought they were very good. I try to go to women's games as often as I can. I always think it's sad that there aren't as many people at women's games because they play just as hard. They're, they're and get, there's more people going all the time. No question, but it's still, compared to no. men's games, it's still a small crowd. And sure. The, the women play just as hard, and they train just as hard, and Keitha works very, very hard. And I was so happy for her last year because she really did have a breakthrough year, and I think she's deserved it. And I know that we're going to see some very good things this year, too. A lot of good things with the rest of UTEP sports. Uh, you look at uh, the volleyball program. You look at the soccer program and what uh, Kevin Cross has done the last few years. Um, track and field and cross country is always uh, making a postseason run and now you have softball starting to build up so it seems like uh, right now uh, and, and I don't want to forget golf because we had an opportunity to talk uh, a little UTEP golf here uh, a few uh, weeks ago with Rick Todd so things just getting better and better around this university when you look at all the other sports I that's true I don't want to leave anybody out but I, I think uh, one of the most overlooked coaches that's ever been here is Bob Kitchens yeah. Every year he has a great track team. Uh, they might not win the national, but uh, if you'll check, they'll be in the top ten. And uh, wherever they, when they go to a meet, they're always involved. He does a heck of a job. He really does. And we do have some great coaches and some great teams and programs that have really come a long way. And that's the kind of balance that we're working toward in trying to get our whole intercollegiate athletic program, men's and women's sports, to be uh, top-notch yeah. and to get people to come out and watch. Soccer does pretty well. A lot of people come out and watch soccer. They like it. And uh, Kevin Cross has done a great job. We're going to come back, wrap things up. Uh, are you okay with the lights, Coach? I was looking at you, and you're, you, got, you got all these bright lights right now in front of you. I check it? and see all those people out there. There are, there are people. Yeah. You can, there are, I guarantee you they can, they can wave if you want, but I guarantee you they're here, and they're watching, and... We're going to come back and uh, wrap things up on the Don Haskins Show with Dr. Natalicio next from the State Line Restaurant, only on News Radio KROD. If you are. Welcome back, everybody. As uh, we continue, a couple of things uh, with the Don Haskins Show from the State Line Restaurant. want to remind you, every Wednesday night, the live music series continues out here, uh, just uh, like we're doing right now. Under the lights from 8 to 10 o'clock, $1.50 beef ribs on the patio, and you can enjoy some incredible live music as the uh, summer tour winding down through the months of September and October. Every Wednesday here at the State Line Restaurant, the summer music series $1.50 beef ribs on the patio. We're going to be back two weeks from tonight as well with another edition of the Don Haskins Show. So make your plans to join us. Coach, I want to thank all the great fans that have been out here today. They've been out here for the last uh, two hours enjoying the show and listening to everything. All right. Steve, we appreciate him coming. Absolutely right. And um, you know what? It's been great. They've been, uh, they've been uh, great uh, supporters here. And Dr. Natalicio, uh, I think with everything that we've talked about so far in the first 45 minutes and, and what uh, this uh, university has accomplished in recent years and during your time here, everybody always wants to know what's coming up in the future. What, what does the future hold at UTEP, both 
athletically and also uh, from an academic standpoint? Well, you know, our enrollment is growing, and that's a wonderful thing, not because we want to be big necessarily, but because it means more people in El Paso are getting an education. And we're about to embark on an incredible construction program. We have about $200 million in construction that we're about to start. First, we're building a new uh, science, physical science, chemistry, and computational science facility at the south end of the campus uh, where the child care center is, and that's a $65 million building. We're going to do a bunch of renovation of the central core of engineering and science, uh, the old engineering building, the old physical science building, and so on. Mm -hmm. And then we just announced a new $50 million award from the University of Texas System Board of Regents to build a new health sciences building, and we're going to be building that um, beginning next year. So we've got a lot of big, important uh, new investment in the university uh, campus. And that's important because it not only creates more space for the, the increase in enrollment and so on, but it also <coughs> enables us to hire and uh, to retain quality faculty because they need research space, they need cutting edge laboratories, that sort of thing. And so we're pretty excited about all of that because that's really gonna change the face of the campus. We have a lot of new programs. We've just um, um, gotten our 14th doctoral program approved in chemistry, and that's underway since uh, last spring. Got a couple more proposals on the way. And so you're going to see UTEP doing a lot more in competitive research and graduate education. Um, we're producing uh, larger and larger numbers of healthcare professionals for the community, nurses, physical therapists, speech pathologists, the whole range. And so there's just a lot of new and exciting developments on the campus. Uh, frankly, we're all about as busy as we can be. How far away do you think we are for the uh, UTEP Med School? Well, Texas Tech is, is doing the medical school, right? Yeah. And we're excited about that because we think that that could be a wonderful partner institution for us. And so we're trying to help in every way we can to uh, ensure that they are successful in getting that school up and running and ready to admit students in fall of 2009. Um, we think that there are going to be opportunities for joint research and um, that these are going to be nice uh, relationships between faculty at UTEP and, and at Texas Tech. It's great. It really is. Uh, Dr. Natalicia, uh, what percentage of our student body uh, live off campus? It, 80, 90 well, percent? We, we have more, a few people. More than 90 percent. Okay. We only have 450 Everyone, students Every on once campus. in a while in the paper they'll talk about the rate of graduation. Mm-hmm. What is the percentage of these people that work and are trying to go to school? Well, nearly everybody at UTEP works. Well, uh, you when can't they go graduate in four years. Well, the, the, there's another problem with that, Coach. It's interesting you bring that up, but graduation rates are um, a, a rather flawed metric. And the reason for that is that they only count the people who start as full-time students, as freshmen, full-time freshmen. Yeah. And they only count the percent of those, and only those, who graduate four years later. They, they now, do that in athletics, too. That's right. And that's where they got it. Yeah. They got it from the NC2A. And the problem with that is that 70% of UTEP graduates, 70% never get counted. Never get counted, because they don't start hmm. as first-time, full-time freshmen. 
They, they come in as part-time students, they transfer in from community college, they come from another university, they come out of the military, whatever. So graduation rates are really a very poor way of measuring performance. Oh, it really is. I've yeah. looked at the paper and, you know, like, uh, I'll bet you, you know, right here at this restaurant, we can go inside and we can find two or three people working that uh, are uh, uh, going to school out at UTEP. Oh, absolutely. We're going to find a lot more than working. two or three. <laughs> you know, they're right. working. And, yeah. uh, uh, that, you know, that's pretty tough. It is. Athletically, co um, Coach and I, we, we've talked about uh, you know, all these teams, and I get so many phone calls still, more and more. Baseball. baseball. Is baseball ever coming back? Well, baseball is really hard for us to do because it's a large squad and we're still working to try to ensure that we fully comply with Title IX. And if you want to comply with Title IX, you're supposed to have student-athlete percentage female that is parallel to uh, the uh, percentage in the total enrollment. And 55% of our students are women. Yeah, Dr. Nalicio, it's been great having you on this hour. Thank you so much for joining us and uh, please come back been great to be here and i love being with coach and with you too steve Doctor, thanks thank you. thank you coach i'll see you in a couple of weeks right. take care of yourself and as always All had right. a lot of fun okay that's going to do it want to thank everybody out here thank our sponsors of course and the great folks at the state line restaurant so for joe mench dr narlicio and sergio robley back at the studios and of course thank you to andrew layton i'm steve kaplowitz my thanks to adidas as well so long everybody from the state line